welcome to the fucking tennis podcast. I'm your goddamn host, Nick Amell. Holy shit. Uh, well, I'm Brandon. I didn't know we were coming in hot. We're coming in hot. Well, I came in hot. You came in, I don't know, lukewarm at best. Okay. <laughs> Show me some attitude. Show me some fire. But, but, do people are coming to us for attitude? They come to us because they want to hear you be sassy. I don't think they're coming to me for Tude, but if you're here for Tude, you might get a little <laughs> Tude today. We've got a little uh, more raucous subject today. Before we get to it, okay, well, one of us has to tell yeah. them how the show works. Why don't you do that? I'll do that. This show, it's simple. One of us brings a top 10-ish list. Brandon brought it today. I don't know what it is, and once he tells me what it is, I'm going to guess, attempt to guess items 1 through 10 on that list. And you're welcome to play along at home. Today's list is Nancy Reagan's worst fucking nightmare. What? It is your elementary and middle school dare officer's worst fucking nightmare. Today, we're talking about the most popular recreational drugs. <laughs> This is great because I just did all the fucking drugs in my house right before we hit record. A mix of them all well, at once. So we'll see if I fucking survive long enough to guess. I'd be ten. surprised if any of the things on this list were in your home. <laughs> you don't fucking say. You're not much of a drug fiend. Hmm. Hot take? Today, we're, you're going to be guessing the most commonly used recreational drugs in America. Now, this is going to help you a little bit in your list guessing, but I think it's also fairly obvious that legal drugs have the highest recreational use, but there are plenty of illegal substances in this list. And most adults have tried some form of recreational drug because it's fun to get fucked up. Mm -hmm. That came from Wikipedia. Certain areas of the country are experiencing an epidemic of opioid addiction, which is not fun. Depends on who you're asking. The data from this comes from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Data Archive. It's based on the percentage of people aged 12 and over. 12 and over. What? Based of the, I know. Based on the percentage of people aged 12 and over who used the drug recreationally in 2015. How do they gather that data? Like a, because if they're illegal drugs. Survey people got a, there's some very brave and honest 12-year-olds. You know those um, drug houses, uh, like they're in Breaking Bad too. You know how Jesse's house turns into like a fucking oh, drug right. house? What do they call that? Like a drug den? Yeah, you just got to get a surveyor in there. they call it a shithole. They just stand at the door and survey people as they come and go, hey, what are you fucking going to be taking tonight? And they write it down. The guy with a clipboard? Mm-hmm. And he's wearing a suit. People on drugs are notoriously unreliable for answering survey questions, honestly. Well... I don't know why you have to disparage all of our drug-taking listeners out there. But uh, I'm fairly right. certain we've got a fair share of drug-taking listeners. So we're going to talk about the top 10 today, although I do have a list of the top 25 in front of me. Should you feel froggy and want to leap into the deep end of drugs? <sighs> Always. We could start by naming some drugs, some recreational drugs that would not be in the top 10. Clarify real quick. This does include both legal prescription drugs and illegal drugs? Yes. And it's the U.S. only? Yeah, this is just data for the U.S. And it's current? Current as of 2015. I think there were more current years in the data set, but I got this from a web page where someone had paid for the data and I wasn't about to like pay for the data. You could expense it on our corporate tennis credit card. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so... Listen, I don't know how cool this is going to make me sound, but you said it yourself. I'm not a drug fiend, so I might not actually no, do so great on this, but... Uh, you're not even cool. I'm a little cool. Some circles. Well, 
in the uncool circles. Okay, let me just name a few that aren't as common mm -hmm. anymore, I don't think. How about acid? Well, acid is actually number 10 on the list. Knew it. You dumb bastard. Uh, yeah, LSD is number 10 on the list. 1.07% of adults tried, used LSD recreationally in the year of our Lord, yeah, 2015. Okay, that yeah. one year. Okay. Now, LSD stands for, there's going to be a lot of pronunciations today, lysergic acid diethylamide, also known colloquially. I thought it was Latter-day Saints. Colloquially known as acid. Is a hallucinogenic drug. Its effects typically include altered thoughts, feelings, and awareness of one's surroundings. Many users have visual or auditory hallucinations. The effects begin within a half an hour and can last for up to 20 hours, which is way too many fucking hours. God, that's fucked up. It's used mainly as a recreational drug or for spiritual reasons. LSD is, I believe, the only item in this top 10 list that does not appear to be addictive. Huh. Now, adverse psychiatric reactions are possible, such as anxiety, paranoia, and delusions. You can also have distressing flashbacks in spite of no further use, a condition called hallucinogen persisting perception disorder. Uh, Norm MacDonald has a great joke about, like, what a great deal that is, a flashback to... <laughs> He's like, let me get this straight. I'm going to buy a drug now, take the drug, <laughs> get high. 20 years from now, I get high again. It's a good oh, deal. Uh, now, okay, it's yeah. virtually unheard of to overdose on LSD. On extremely rare occasions, however, death can be the results of accidents or reckless behavior. I think we've all heard the urban legend of someone taking LSD and thinking they can fly and jumping off of a balcony. Yeah. As of 2017, about 10% of people in the U.S. have used LSD at some point in their lives. Wow. While 0.7% have used it in the last year. I don't, well, how does that strike you? That strikes me as really 10 <laughs> 10%? It does yeah. seem a little higher than I would have expected. I have not tried it, although I would. I just never had the opportunity. You don't have cool friends. I guess not. Have you tried LSD? No. It was most popular in the 1960s to the 1980s, so it has waned a little bit, although it's making a bit of a comeback. Now, we don't have any firsthand knowledge, but I've seen it done in the movies, <laughs> yeah. and it's either swallowed with a dropper or held under the tongue. Uh, sometimes it's sold on blotter paper, and less commonly in tablets or in gelatin squares. I think I've seen in a movie, too, someone put a dropper on like a sugar cube think that was maybe in Forrest Gump. Someone was like, here you go, expand your mind, Jenny. Mm -hmm. And they gave her a sugar cube with some acid dropped on it. Stupid mm -hmm. question, alert. Was acid invented? Yes. Or like rediscovered in the 60s? No. Actually, I'm about to tell you how LSD okay. was discovered. Albert Hoffman, a Swiss chemist, first synthesized LSD on November 16th, 1938. He was intending to obtain a respiratory and circulatory stimulant. So he was looking to make a medicine that would help stimulate someone who's sick, you know, their respiratory or circulatory system. On April 19th, 1943, which is now known in the acid community as Bicycle Day, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you why. Albert Hoffman, the chemist, accidentally 
ingested, he touched it, he accidentally ingested 0.25 milligrams or 250 micrograms of LSD. Less than one hour later, he experienced sudden and intense changes in perception. He started wigging out and he asked his laboratory assistant to take him home. And they lived in Basel, Germany. Love Basel. (laughs) Okay. Uh, They made the journey by bicycle. On the way, Hoffman's condition rapidly deteriorated as he struggled with feelings of anxiety alternating in his beliefs that the next door neighbor was a malevolent witch, that he was going insane, and that the LSD had poisoned him. So then the house doctor arrived and he said, you got nothing physically wrong with you except your your pupils are incredibly dilated. Other than that, you're fine. So after Hoffman, being a scientist, felt reassured, his terror began to give away or give way to a sense of good fortune and enjoyment. As he later wrote, little by uh, let me do my, uh, he's, he's Swiss German. German, yeah. Little by little, I could begin to enjoy <laughs> the unprecedented colors and plays of shapes that persisted behind mine closed eyes. Kaleidoscopic, fantastic images surged in on me, <laughs> alternating, variegated, opening and then closing themselves in circles and spirals, exploding okay, in colored stop, fountains, please. rearranging. You sound not German, but you sound like the Middle Eastern guy in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh, uh, guy who's going through these uh, butthole pleasures. <laughs> he's a rusty trombone. <laughs> yeah, man, it's hard. It's really hard to keep doing that. Anyway, uh, he rode his bicycle home. He accidentally touched the acid and it fucked him up real bad. He proved to him he made a big discovery. He thought it was a very significant discovery. So this is a psychoaptic, psychoaptic, how do you say this shit? Psychoactive substance Uh with extraordinary potency, capable of causing significant shifts of consciousness in incredibly low doses. I foresee the drug as a powerful (laughs) psychiatric tool. Because of its intense and introspective nature, he couldn't imagine anyone using it recreationally. Okay, asshole. That's because he was a fucking square. Yeah. Bicycle day is increasingly... This is Nazi Germany, isn't it? Oh, yeah. God, what a... What... This is 1943. I no wonder he had a fucking bad trip mm-hmm. <laughs> on his bicycle home. It smells like death in the air. <laughs> it's hard to ignore. <laughs> But we try, yeah. <laughs> Butthole pleasures. This rusty trombone. It's hard to keep him straight, man. <laughs> so that's acid. You sound just like that guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so acid. Big in the '60s, huh? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna say next. Same arena as LSD, which is PCP. Like an angel dust. You can get wet, baby. That's isn't that? That's just like a more intense one. I guess right? so. It's not in the top twenty-five. Well, how about, <laughs> this has got to be high, uh, middle, maybe middle of the list, and that's that crack cocaine. Cocaine, including crack cocaine, is number six on the list. Knew it. 2.19% of adults have done a little toot toot. <laughs> I've always hated enjoyed that word. For a little booger sugar, also known as coke. Yes. A strong stimulant made from coca leaves. It's most frequently used as a recreational drug. It is commonly snorted, inhaled as smoke, or dissolved or, and injected into a vein. Cocaine use leads to increases in alertness, feelings of well-being and euphoria, increased energy and motor activity, and feelings of competence and sexuality. These are all good things. 
yeah, all of this sounds great. Effects begin within seconds to minutes of use and last between 5 and 90 minutes. That's a perfect amount of time for my recreational drug purposes. Now, cocaine on, sold on the street is commonly mixed with local anesthetics, cornstarch, quinine, or sugar, which can result in additional toxicity. And I believe now it's also cut with fucking, like, fentanyl and shit. Yeah. So maybe that's a good reason to not do it. This is Ronald, Mrs. Reagan's worst nightmare. Now. Yeah. She said just say no. And I say just say mm-hmm. yes at least once. Uh-huh. You listed a lot of good things mm-hmm. there. But is, it's bad for your health over time, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't put the bad effects. Okay. I kind of hoped those were just well known. On some of these, I did put the bad effects. But yeah, it can like, uh, it can eat out your nose. It can like d- literally destroy the infrastructure <laughs> inside your nose. Have you seen, um, do you know who the comedian Artie Lang is from Howard Stern? And he was in uh, Dirty Work with Norm MacDonald. I'm looking him up and I do recognize him, yes. Artie Lang's nose collapsed from cocaine use and maybe from snorting heroin as well. I think heroin might also destroy your nose. I see it. It is a sight to see for sure if you haven't seen it. Artie Lang nose. Cocaine is named after the South American coca plant from which it is isolated. The plant's leaves have been used by the Peruvians since ancient times. Cocaine was first isolated from the leaves in 1860. Since 1961, the International Single Convention on Narcotic Drugs, which I'd never heard of before, has required Mm -hmm. countries to make recreational use of cocaine a crime. Now, cocaine is fairly common. I don't think you've put any cocaine into your your face or nose. No toot-toot here. I tried it one time, a long, long time ago. I was a young buck. Hmm. Not for me. Why don't you describe it, your experience for us? Well, I had been drinking, like floating the river and drinking beer all day. So I was already not in any... (laughs) See, like if I was going to take cocaine now, I would make sure I was stone cold sober before I I started. (laughs) So I could really get a full taste for it. So from what I remember, I just had, you know, more energy to talk to strangers for a little while at the end of of an evening of drinking. Maybe this podcast has filled that void for you because all you do now is talk to strangers here. I felt like I was a little more peppy. Yeah. So it can be in the form of a fine white powder, which is what most of us are familiar with from like, you know, TV and movies and stuff, or I guess from just life. It's bitter to the taste. When inhaled or injected, it causes a numbing effect. Crack cocaine is a smokable form of cocaine made into small rocks by processing cocaine with sodium bicarbonate, or baking soda, and water. Crack cocaine is referred to as crack because of the crackling sounds it makes when heated. They should really rename the Rice Krispies, you know, the Snack Crackle Pop. Should just rename it Crack. Or call Crack Crackle. Now that, that's a hell of an idea. It sounds cuter. We should pitch that to whoever names these things. He's just smoking crackle. <laughs> it does make it kind sound much less severe. Cocaine, also, good Clapton song. Sure, sure. That's it. That's cocaine. Okay. Well, some new drugs are coming to mind here. Um, when you were talking about the smoking it in a pipe, mm-hmm. that made me think of uh, our good old friends, meth. So, I'm going to guess meth is number four. No, methamphetamine is number 12 on the list. It's not in the top 10. It's less than cocaine, huh? Yes. I thought meth was like the poor man's cocaine, which meant it would be much more accessible. 
No, I think it's just cocaine is used so much more. Yeah, okay. Color me surprised. There are other uppers in the top 10, but not methamphetamine. Other stimulants, I should say. What's that really famous one? The one that was in Trump's drawer. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but it's not, it's not in here either. The, the, um, oh, whatever. It's the cold medicine, Sudafed? Sudafed, no, it's not in here. Yeah. Okay, how about heroin? No, heroin is number 17 on the list. It's an opioid. Hmm, okay. All right, all right. Okay, well, I'm going to guess marijuana now, and... I'm not going to guess it's number one, though, because I think a legal prescription drug is going to be number one. So, I'm going to say marijuana is two or three. Marijuana is number three. Knew it. Mary Jane at number three. Legalize it. <laughs> Legalize it. 18%. Which they should. 18% of adults have rocked the gonge in the last year. That's climbed way up. Marijuana is also known as cannabis. It's a psychoactive drug from the cannabis plant primarily used for medical and recreational purposes. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Tetrahydrocannabinol, THC, is the main THC. psychoactive component of cannabis, which is one of the 483 known compounds in the plant, including at least 65 other cannabinoids. Cannabis can be used by smoking, vaporizing within food, or as an extract. Now, this was, there's a whole section of this on Wikipedia on this next point. Uh, it says, what's from da earth is of Jagratus worth. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come again? It's a plant, man. Yeah. Yeah, don't knock it. Yeah, it's funny. I was just thinking about that. You know, if you are a religious person, mm-hmm. how can you knock cannabis when it's grown in the earth? What other purpose does it serve? The good Lord made it for you to smoke of it. Or to harvest all the keef and mash it into a little keef ball and smoke that. The Lord intended that. Yeah. Cannabis has various mental and physical effects, which include euphoria, altered states of mind and sense of time, difficulty concentrating, impaired short-term memory, body movement, impaired short-term memory, relaxation, and increase in appetite. Can confirm that last one. I purposely said... Impaired short-term memory twice. Hilarious. Onset of effects is felt within minutes when it's smoked and about 30 to 60 minutes when it's cooked or eaten. The effects last two to six hours depending on the amount used. At high doses, mental effects can include anxiety, delusions, hallucinations, panic, paranoia, or psychosis. I've never seen any of that shit. I've seen a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of panic. That's what usually happens to me. You get uh, antsy in the pantsy. Yeah. I remember the last time I did it, it was actually, you gave it to me. Remember? That's right. When you... Fucking the devil's, the devil's temptress here. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that, that night I felt like I was having a heart attack. So, I don't know what you spiked that shit with. You were trying to kill me, mm-hmm. weren't you? Nothing but Oklahoma's finest. Now, while cannabis plants have been grown since at least the third millennium BC, wow. evidence suggests that it was being smoked for psychoactive effects at least 2,500 years ago in the Pamir Mountains. The earliest evidence was found at a cemetery in what was today western China, close to the tripoint with Tajikistan, didn't know that was a real place, and sure, Afghanistan. Of since the early 20th century, cannabis has been subject to legal restrictions. Possession use cultivation of cannabis is illegal in most countries of the world. 
because the man doesn't want you to sit around with your friends listening to music and talking about how bad you're getting screwed by the man. Mm-hmm. How many states are legal now for recreational in the U.S.? I don't know. I feel like it's like half or so. It's, by a, good, now, right? uh, it's a good bunch. You know, so they were smoking this, what, 2,500 plus years ago? Mm-hmm. How did they look at that plant and say, let's fucking put it in our mouth and then light it on fire? There must have been like one guy in every village who they were like, okay, we've, let's have him smoke a little bit of everything and see what happens. So like one day they're like, let's have him smoke this. The next day they're having him smoke that. They're keeping an eye on him, seeing how he feels. And when they find something that he's like, all right, I'm feeling pretty fucked up. Then they try it too. Every town has a village drug dumpster, man. Deja vu a little bit. I think we've touched on this, but. This reminds me of like a lot of really common things we take for granted now had to start somewhere. So like smoking the first marijuana plant, eating the first egg that came out of a chicken, fucking yanking on the first teat of a cow to get milk and then drinking it. Well, you know, the cow happened because people saw the calf sucking out of it and they were like, wait a second. What if I just got on my hands and knees, <laughs> crawl over there real slow. Oh, babe, Sucked on that tea and drank that milk myself. Yeah. I guess you're right. But, you know, I think about sex too. I mean, I know that's like an instinctual thing somewhat, but like the the thing about the first people to ever have sex, kind of a weird thing, right? I'll just stick this in there and (laughs) we'll see what happens. The other person's got to be like, what the f... (laughs) This is an invasion of my space. (laughs) I don't think that person had much say in it, unfortunately. Probably not. We better move on from marijuana. So, I looked real quick, 16 states as of today, are recreational legal in the U.S. And the District of Columbia. 36 states are legal for medical, including good old Oklahoma. All right, so that was Mary Jane at three. Yep. Uh, Mushrooms? No, mushrooms aren't in the top 25. All right, this I think this might be number one, but I'm running out of guesses. That's OxyContin. No, OxyContin is not number one. It is number seven. Okay. Uh, Oxycodone, most commonly known as Oxycontin. Number seven on the list, it's been used by 2.05% of people. So, more than LSD, like twice, almost twice as many Mm -hmm. uh, people have used LSD. Now, I didn't know a whole bunch about the different opioids. So, I learned, and we're all about to learn here. Uh, Oxycodone is an opioid medication used for treatment of moderate to severe pain and a common drug of abuse. Onset of pain relief typically begins within 15 minutes, lasts for up to six hours with the immediate release formulation. The side effects include euphoria. <laughs> it's like, okay, hold on a second. <laughs> common side effects. Let me start it one more time because it, it makes me laugh every time. The first thing is great and all the rest are terrible. <laughs> common side effects include euphoria, constipation, nausea, vomiting, loss of appetite, drowsiness, dizziness, itching, dry mouth, and sweating. Itching and sweating aren't that bad. I mean, those are kind of like... You know the euphoria has got to be real if you can put up with all the constipation, <laughs> nausea, vomiting, all that other shit on top. I mean... Severe side effects include addiction, dependence, hallucinations, respiratory depression, uh, which is a reduction in breathing, bradycardia, and a low blood pressure. Is the um, breathing, you mentioned uh, depression of the lungs Mm -hmm. or some shit, is that permanent or like while you're using it? No, I don't know. 
This is a depressing episode now that I think about it. So we do want to extend a special shout out to everyone recovering or dealing with drug addiction. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I guess that maybe this should have a trigger warning or something if some, someone's like struggling with uh, addiction. or I guess when they see drugs in the title, they're going to be like, maybe I ought to skip this one. Yeah. We mean well. But yeah, anybody can get hooked on oxycodone pretty easily. Yeah. All of the opioids that are prescribed um, by doctors or, you know, following a procedure are incredibly addictive. By design, some might say. Old lady breaks her hip, fractures her hip, goes into the hospital and ends up 90-year-old woman who's hooked on uh, pain pills. That can happen to anybody. They should just start giving the, the old woman cocaine in the hospital, get her addicted to that instead. I mean, it would be exciting. Yeah, it'd be exciting for us. Oxycodone is 50% more powerful than hydrocodone. And my last note here, hydrocodone, the personal notes of Adolf Hitler's physician, Theodore Morell, indicate that Hitler received repeated injections, something called eucodol, which is oxycodone, and scopefidol, as well as dolatin, codeine and morphine less frequently so yeah hitler used to get oxycodone injections on the reg we all know it he probably had a drug addiction of some kind he was partying did he have some sort of injury that he would uh use as an excuse for that well i don't know why get injected for that shit by a doctor i guess maybe to ensure it's a safe amount i don't know yeah i don't know fucking adolf hitler he's fucking dead all right. Um, how about uh, morphine? You just mentioned it. No, morphine is number 19. Morphine may be more difficult to get a hold of. For recreation, at least, because it's pretty common in hospitals. Mm-hmm. How about speed? Well, there's a lot of things that which Adderall. speed could fall under. Okay, so you said Adderall, and that's the one I was going to give you based on that. Yes, Adderall is number five. Amphetamine, Knew it. Uh, or Adderall most commonly, uh, is number five. It's used by 2.8% of adults. They're the trade names for a combination drug that contains four salts of amphetamines. Now, it's used in the treatment of attention deficit and hyperactivity disorder and narcolepsy. It's also used as an athletic performance enhancer, cognitive enhancer, appetite suppressant, and recreationally as an aphrodisiac and euphoriant. It is a central nervous system stimulant of the phenethylamine class. This sounds fucking great. Yeah. It can make you better at sports and shit. It suppress your appetite so you don't yeah. eat as much? Now, at therapeutic doses, Adderall causes emotional and cognitive effects such as euphoria, change in sex drive, increased wakefulness, and improved cognitive control. At these doses, it induces physical effects such as faster reaction time, fatigue resistance, and increased muscle strength. It turns you into fucking Captain America. Yeah, what? Okay. It has been banned. Adderall has been banned by the NFL, the Major League Baseball Association, the NBA, the NCAA. In such leagues as the NFL, there's a very rigorous process required to obtain an exemption to this rule even when the athlete has been medically prescribed the drug by their physician. What, what is the prescription purpose again? Well, it's used to treat attention deficit and hyperactive disorder oh, okay. and narcolepsy. Yeah. I would imagine that if you were in the, in the NFL and you have attention deficit and hyperactivity disorder, 
like especially if you are like making a bunch of money and stuff you definitely have got to like take your meds to stay like focused and make good decisions and shit so yeah i can see how that would be a huge problem nah nah in contrast much larger doses of adderall can impair cognitive control cause rapid muscle breakdown provoke panic attacks or induce psychosis and that's bad just the word psychosis scares yeah, me. It sounds like something you don't. Right? It sounds like falling down a crazy hole that you can't get out of. Psychosis to me, I just think of like a black octopus engulfing your brain <laughs> and making it crazy. Yeah. Adderall has a high potential for misuse as a recreational drug. The tablets can either be swallowed, crushed and snorted, or dissolved in water and injected. Many post-secondary students have reported using Adderall for study purposes in different parts of the developed world. When I was in college, I don't, Adderall must not have been like invented yet or widespread. I don't remember hearing anybody ever mentioning Adderall. Me either. It's only been the last 10, maybe 10 years or so that it's sort of on my radar as... Um, something you're dying to try? You no, know, something that like college kids use to stay up and study. Although there is an episode of The Sopranos in season one where Meadow gets meth from Christopher so she and Hunter can stay up all night studying for the SATs. Sopranos, everybody. That was back in 99, so it's been a thing for a while, I guess. That's Adderall. You mentioned a few things there that made me think of other mm-hmm. drugs. You mentioned the sex drive. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably not on this, but I'll say it uh, like Viagra. No, it's not, not on here. How about... Like steroids or human growth hormones. No, those aren't. I don't think those are used for recreational purposes. Yeah, maybe so. Okay, how about the date drug? What is that? Um, no, there's no rohypnol in the top 25. Okay. Well, I'm running out here. There's Is number one prescription? No. Out of the top 10 remaining, you have one, two, you have numbers nine and eight, four, two, and one. Yeah. Two of them are prescription drugs, one of them is an illegal street drug, and two of them are totally illegal drugs that you may not be thinking of as a drug because they are legal. Like over-the-counter even? Yeah, as long as you're 18 or 21. Oh, is it like the nasal sprays? No. What is that called? Fucking, no, these are well, number one and number two. What would be more popular to use recreationally? I think you're, you must be thinking... Alcohol? Yeah, alcohol. That's number one, baby. Okay. I mean, now that we say it, it seems so obvious, yeah. but most people, I don't think alcohol comes to mind you when think you of think drugs. of drugs. But you're right. Now, yeah. it's a, I guess it should be recreational substances. But don't kid yourselves, people who fucking look down your nose at pot, but drink booze. Alcohol is most def a drug. Yeah, alcohol is number one on the list. It's used by 61% of adults. It's a psychoactive drug. Yeah. Alcohol is a psychoactive drug. It's the active ingredient in drinks such as beer, wine, and distilled spirits or hard liquor. It's one of the oldest and most common recreational substances causing the characteristic effects of alcohol intoxication or drunkenness. Among other effects, alcohol produces happiness and euphoria, decreased anxiety, increased sociability, sedation, impairment of cognitive, memory, motor, and sensory functions, all pretty fucking important, and generalized depression of central nervous system function. Yeah. Short-term effects 
Uh, Short-term adverse effects include generalized impairment of neurocognitive function, dizziness, nausea, vomiting, and hangover-like symptoms. Been there. Yeah. Alcohol can be addictive to humans as an alcohol use disorder and can result in dependence and withdrawal. Now, even during my, like, college days or young adult days, I'm happy to say, like, I never had, despite experiencing many hangovers in my day, never had to fight the monkey on my back of alcohol. Been lucky. Have you ever been, like, blackout drunk to where you don't remember anything? Yes. Okay. Not like... Because I have. Yeah. yeah, um, Maybe a couple times in college and then uh, later when we talk about another drug that's on this list, I'll talk about one, the the last time that I definitely like blacked out and uh, was like, oh shit, you got to stay on top of some of these things. So booze, I don't want to talk about all the bad long-term effects of booze. We all know like what happened to Larry Hagman. Fucks up your liver, you die. Yeah. I was going to say though, I mean, I know I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said elsewhere and it's not profound or whatever, but when you just take a step back and consider everything you said, alcohol has the same, um, whatever, active ingredient that makes, that fucks with your brain and shit, just like drugs. Mm -hmm. It is a drug. The only reason it's legal and like marijuana isn't is because alcohol has been normalized for so long as a cultural societal thing. You cannot with a straight face, say that alcohol is safer than marijuana or healthier, whatever, however you want to phrase it. If alcohol is legal, then there is no reason marijuana should not also be legal in the same way. Fucking preach it. I mean, sorry. I'm going to start doing soul claps back here. What are soul claps? Is that like a booty clap? No, like... Because I know you like to booty clap. Hyping you up back here. Fucking taking down the man on weed. Well, you... Now... I'm sorry, do you have more? On alcohol? Yeah, yeah, I'm getting to the best part. Oh, okay. So, alcohol or ethanol can be taken orally by inhalation. Did you know that you can go to like, they have these bars where you can go and like gently inhale booze and get drunk? But why? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean... Just drink it. I don't know. So, you can be taken orally by inhalation, rectally, or by injection. Oh, baby. Rectally. Yeah, how many times have you done that? I have never done it. I have never done an alcohol enema, also known colloquially as butt chugging. (laughs) Really? Are you sure you've never done butt chugging? I've never done it. Are you dreaming that you never did it? I've never done the act of introducing alcohol into the rectum and colon via the anus, i.e. as an enema. I don't think we're buying it. And this method of alcohol consumption can be dangerous and even deadly. How so? Because it leads to faster intoxication since the alcohol is absorbed directly into the Uh, bloodstream and bypasses the body's ability to reject the toxin by vomiting. You can't vomit out of your asshole. It's too late. Well, I mean, some might say you can kind of pseudo-vomit there, but I get your point. So, two reported techniques specific to alcohol enemas. You can insert into the rectum an alcohol-soaked tampon. Why are people doing this, Brand? Like, what which is I believe, this? Which what? I believe is called girling. Just drink it. Or you can tube using a tube connected into a funnel into which alcohol is poured, also known as a beer bong. <sighs> Actually, I've used a beer bong before. At the other end of the tube, one end of the tube is a funnel. The other end of the tube is your mouth, not your asshole. Well, tomato, tomato. Now, the ancient Maya ritually administered enemas of alcohol as an entheogen 
sometimes adding other psychoactive substances seeking to reach a state of ecstasy. Well, I think they achieved it. <laughs> Some of Mayan guys laying in the middle of the temple naked. He's like, hey, you know what guys would really make, <laughs> make me reach a state of ecstasy? <laughs> Grab that tube over there. I'm going to put my knees behind my shoulders. <laughs> what tube? Or do they even have handy, Actually, first Actually, they of all? used uh, syringes of gourds and clay were used to inject the fluid. Ugh. So, you get a... What? How do they even... You know, we don't even fucking know how they built the pyramids, but we know this. Stick that gourd in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I have to wonder, okay, I'm, to answer my question, I think I was going to ask, is there a practical reason for butt chugging other than like it's a funny thing to do at a party? You're reaching a state of ecstasy. Yeah. Okay. That's why so you do in, it. In All May right. 2004, a 58-year-old man from Lake Jackson, Texas died after his wife administered an alcohol enema <laughs> no. of sherry. <laughs> it was sherry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not known if the man reached a state of ecstasy. No. But in total, the man is thought to have been given at least three liters of sherry. Oh, my God. Three. You, th- By th- his wife. Talk about a fucking weird Friday night. Three liters is... You remember when they used to, I don't know if they still do, sell pop like soda pop in a fucking three liter big old fat bottle? Can you imagine taking <laughs> any liquid of that amount into your asshole, let alone sherry? I'll tell you. If peanut butter was water, oh my God. you could do it that way. But we don't have to get into that. You might not be surprised uh, to know that this man suffered from alcoholism. No. And he had difficulty ingesting alcohol orally because he had a painful throat ailment. So his wife uh, was indicted on a charge of negligent homicide. Yeah. Uh, but prosecutors dropped the charges due to insufficient evidence. I guess it was all up his ass. Bravo. Also, there's another guy. Another dude, a 52-year-old man. I guess once you reach your 50s, you're looking to like... You got to get the fire back in your life. It takes more and more to reach that state of ecstasy. Bigger gourds. <laughs> anyway, uh, this 52-year-old guy used an enema bag filled with white wine. Took it as a self-administered enema and it killed him. He was found dead with a nozzle still inserted in his anus connected to an enema bag that hung from a coat rack next to his bed. Oh my God. Imagine that. Imagine having to go to that guy's kids who are like adults and his wife, his mother and father, if they're still alive. Well, I'm sorry to report that <laughs> Mr. You know, your father has passed away. What happened? Was it a car accident? Was he murdered? He was butt chugging. <laughs> yeah, dad, uh, he wrestled with his demons his whole life. And ultimately, dad's demons uh, shoved a nozzle up his ass and filled him full of white wine. It's amazing how quickly it kills you too. Yeah. Like it was still in him. Yep. So, where does it go in there? Into your bloodstream. In your body. Okay. That's it. That's all I got on alcohol. Once I got to butt chugging, I was like, we don't need any more notes. This is perfect. You know how you said um, that the Mayan, the ancient Mayans did butt chugging for the ecstasy, Mm -hmm. the uh, expanding their mind, you might say? For the lulls. Do you think it's fair to say that our listeners right now, you know, they come to this show for knowledge and fun facts and trivia. They're looking to expand their minds. Are they butt chugging through their ears to their brains? They're butt chugging knowledge and yucks. Yeah. Well, speaking of knowledge and yucks, how about cigarettes at number two? Tobacco. I'll give you tobacco. Oh, yeah. You fucking will because that is... (laughs) Number two is tobacco. 31% of adults are enjoying a smoky treat now and then. Yeah. Tobacco is the general term for any product prepared from the cured leaves of the tobacco plant. 
Tobacco contains the highly addictive stimulant alkaloid nicotine. Now, dried tobacco leaves are mainly used for smoking in cigarettes and cigars, as well as pipes and shishas. They can also be consumed as snuff, chewing tobacco, dipping tobacco, and snooze. Wait, what's the last one? Snooze. Snooze is like a newer thing. It's a little pouch of tobacco that is made in a way where you don't have to spit, which to me sounds just as disgusting as not spitting. I don't know about that one. Snooze? I'm going to have to pass. Hit the snooze button on that one. Have you smoked a cigarette in your day? Of course. You smoked a cigar? Yes. Did you pretend it was a big black dick? Plead the fifth. Have you smoked out of a pipe? Yes. Have you ever tried dipping? No, and I never will. I have tried dipping. It's gross. No offense to all the dippers out there listening. Tobacco use is a cause or risk factor for many diseases, especially those affecting the heart, liver, and lungs, as well as many cancers. In 2008, the World Health Organization, which can we trust these fuckers now? Trump said no. Yeah, Trump said no. Named tobacco use as the world's single greatest preventable cause of death. I believe it, but it looks super cool. (laughs) It does look cool. It is funny that everyone from age, what, like five and up or maybe like everyone on earth (laughs) knows that smoking is bad for you. And smoking, you can't even like, it's not on TV. It's not in commercials. It's just in fucking gas stations and shit. But millions of people are still smoking it. Fascinating. Do you agree that not with everyone, but in certain certain people, it does kind of look cool. Gives you something to do. I'm thinking Matthew McConaughey in True Detective season one. Nothing ever looks as tasty in life as Matthew McConaughey sucking down those cigarettes. Between for the season one of, of True Detective and all six seasons of Mad Men. Mad Men, yeah. It makes smoking look like such fucking, give me that smoky, tasty treat. Yeah. I do like a good stogie every now and then. Now, speaking of enemas. My favorite subject? Tobacco smoke enemas. What? We're empl- you know, the Mayans aren't the only ones sticking stuff up their asses. Hmm. The indigenous peoples of North America used to make uh, tobacco smoke enemas to stimulate respiration, which, but, I mean, if you need me to breathe, you're going to the wrong hole if you're blowing smoke at my well, ass. Well, it just proves that humans will put anything and everything in their ass. They would inject the smoke with a rectal tube. Later, Europeans saw this and they were like, well, fucking great idea. Let's emulate that. <laughs> and they would eat, Europeans created tobacco resuscitation kits consisting of a pair of bellows. You know what bellows are? The like, it's that like kind of accordion style thing. You squeeze it together and it blows out air. Okay. Yeah. Right. Use it on an old timey fireplace. Yeah. It consisted of a pair of bellows and a tube. And they were provided by the Royal Humane Society of London and placed at various points along the Thames River. So like if you were... Walking down foggy London town and you fainted, someone, some active citizen, some helpful citizen on the street might be like, holy shit, get the tobacco resuscitation kit. Get this guy's pants down. Put his, <laughs> put his knees up by his ears. Get this tube up his ass and start blowing. <laughs> this episode, I mean, I'm not even going to title this episode when I publish it as like recreational jugs. I'm just going to call it butt talk butt or something chugging. because... Top 10 things people put Once up Once I butts. was looking into drug and found out that people were putting it up their butt, that's the road I went down. Yeah, no, I'm proud of you. Tobacco was recognized by Europeans as medicine soon after, after it was first imported from the New World. And tobacco smoke was used by Western medical practitioners as a tool against cold and drowsiness. 
they would do stupid shit like blow tobacco smoke in your ear if you had a fucking ear infection. Uh, all that made me wonder, is that where the phrase blowing smoke up someone's ass comes from? Yeah. Once they, once they figured point. out that like blowing smoke up someone's ass did absolutely nothing for them medically. Might give them a tingly sensation. Right. But then did they use that for the phrase where you're, you know, giving someone useless information? Yeah. I'd say it's a safe bet. So there you go. That's tobacco. Now remaining, you've got numbers nine, eight, and five. And like I said, two of them are prescription drugs that come in a pill form. The other one is a street drug. And I'll give you a hint. It often comes in a pill form. And we've also mentioned one of the names for that drug, that street drug, many times tonight. Speed? We covered no. speed, right? When we were talking about reaching a state of... Ecstasy. Oh, ecstasy. Yeah, the drug ecstasy. Yeah, right, of course. or E, or Molly. Mm -hmm. MDMA is number nine on the list. Number nine, 1.5% of adults have rolled. I have not rolled. I've not done E or Molly. Because you're a lame When I was in college, it was called ecstasy or X. Yeah, X going to give it to you. I think it's called like E or Molly. Yeah. So, I'm going to try to say the name for it. It's got a crazy name. Three, four methylenedioxymethamphetamine. Now, the methamphetamine part I know. Why do they even do that? Why do they do that? Seriously. <laughs> I took chemistry in high school and I do vaguely remember that there is some logic in these ridiculous names, but I can't tell you. I can't pronounce it. That's why we call it MDMA, ecstasy, or molly. A psychoactive drug primarily used for recreational purposes. The desired effects include altered sensations, increased energy, empathy, as well as pleasure. When taken by mouth, effects begin 30 to 45 minutes and last from 3 to 6 hours. MDMA was first developed in 1912 by Merck. Can you imagine some, like, fucking, somebody fucking rolling on the Titanic? It probably happened. All kinds of weird shit happened on the Titanic that we'll never know about because they all died. Yeah. It was used to enhance psychotherapy beginning in the 1970s and became popular as a street drug in the 80s. It's commonly associated with dance parties, raves, and electronic dance music. That's your scene, right, raves? Yeah. You're known for your rave. I've never been to a rave. I don't think I would have. I think if I was on MDMA, I would have a good time, but I'm, I'm afraid to do MDMA. Me too. When does it graduate from just like a party or a good time to a rave? I think... It depends on how many bracelets you're wearing. <laughs> In the okay. U.S., as of 2017, about 7% of people have used MDMA at some point in their lives, and 0.9% say they used it in the last year. The short-term adverse effects include grinding of the teeth, which is something I just learned in the last few years here, uh, blurred vision, sweating, and a rapid heartbeat. And extended use can also lead to addiction, memory problems, paranoia, and difficulty sleeping. Blurred vision and memory problems are enough for me to never want to try it. Yeah. yeah I mean, even grinding the teeth. You know what's uh, sad is sometime in the last few years, I changed where if I have like one or two beers in the evening, uh, I will grind my teeth in my sleep. It's because you're old. Yeah. So if two beers can make me grind my teeth, fucking MDMA will make me grind my teeth into powder. You just need to man up. You know, it's possible there's a ghost slapping you over and over in the jaw like or the bell using witch. my mouth <laughs> that too 
like Tim Watley in that episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. Deaths have been reported due to uh, increased body temperature and dehydration after using ecstasy. And following use, people often feel depressed and tired. It is sometimes taken in conjunction with other psychoactive drugs such as LSD, psilocybin, mushrooms, and ketamine, an act called candy flipping. <laughs> what? I'd never heard of candy flipping before. I think that's what Dean Curl used to do. Baby, you want to fucking, you want to flip some candy with me this weekend? What does it mean, flipping candy? It means taking in Molly in conjunction with other drugs like LSD, mushrooms, oh. or ketamine. I mean... Is ecstasy one of these things where you're going to take it and you're going to get the desired effect for a few hours, but then after you're going to fucking hate yourself for a while? Yeah. For like a day or whatever? Like, it's like your brain snaps back in the, you know, further into the other direction. You pulled too far in one direction, now it's got to go back to feeling depressed and tired. Yeah, I'm, I don't need any help feeling depressed and tired. I'm just going to stay even Steven. I'm depressed and tired right now. Last note on ecstasy here. A number of ecstasy manufacturers brand their pills with a logo, often being the logo of an unrelated corporation. Some pills depict logos of products or shows popular with children, such as Shaun the Sheep. Okay, you're going to have to break this down for me. Shaun the Sheep is on an ecstasy pill? Yeah, I guess so. Why? Because it's fun? Because you want kids to take it and get hooked on drugs so they can buy all your drugs and make you rich? Ecstasy is a street drug, yeah. Yeah. I would never waste my drugs on a kid. Right. All right, you've got number eight and number four left, and they are prescription drugs. Is hydrocodone? Hydrocodone, yes, is number four. Okay. It is also commonly known as Vicodin. It's been used by 3% of adults. Recreationally. Yeah, and it's an opioid. It's used to treat severe pain of a prolonged duration. Other measures are not sufficient. It's also used sometimes as a cough suppressant in adults. Cough? A cough suppressant. Yeah. One time, been a long time, but my wife was once prescribed liquid hydrocodone as a cough suppressant. What a weakling. I drank some of it and... Why? (laughs) You jackass. It was a long time ago. This is like before I had kids or anything. And I remember getting super sleepy. And when I was falling asleep, I was like, oh, man, wouldn't it suck if I didn't wake up? <laughs> but I, like, had not drank enough of it to do that. Oh, you know what? I just thought of what number eight must be. Mm. All right. Okay. Well, um, common side effects of hydrocodone are nausea, vomiting, constipation, drowsiness, dizziness, lightheadedness, anxiety, abnormally happy or sad mood. I think abnormally I happy would be good. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Dry throat, difficulty urinating, rash, itching, and contraction of the pupils. Abnormally happy? I mean, what does that even mean? Because Mr. Rogers is happy. Nobody it ever said he ab- was abnormally yeah. happy. I think the so you're even a level above abnormally that. Abnormally happy sounds almost like it could be the Joker. Yeah. No, that's what I'm going to. Serious side effects include slowed or regular breathing and chest tightness. Nope, that scares me. Several cases of progressive bilateral hearing loss. Unresponsive to steroid therapy have been described as infrequent adverse reactions to hydrocodone misuse. Going deaf? Yeah. I've heard that, had heard this before from uh, Dr. Drew, who works with addic- in, you know, in addiction medicine. And he said that like people who use hydrocodone or Vicodin, like, you know, they use it and get addicted and have to take more and more pills. And then like sometimes just all of a sudden they are like someone flipped a switch and they are stone deaf. And there's no, it cannot be treated at all. Say no more. I don't want it. 
Yeah, there there was some science on like how it affects the auditory nerves, but I didn't think it would make for hot podcasting. Hydrocodone can be habit-forming, causing physical and psychological dependence. Its abuse liability is similar to morphine and less than oxycodone. So yeah, that's all I know about Vicodin, other than I was under the impression it was like an upper-middle-class white lady drug. Well. It's for everyone, even kids. Don't quote us on that, but yeah, it's for kids. All right. Is number eight cough syrup, or is that considered hydrocodone? No. It is not cough syrup, and I don't see... No, there's not another like cough syrup type thing on here. Let me read you 25 through 11. Okay. Number 25 is ketamine, a hallucinogen. Number 24 is oxymorphone, which is an opioid. Number 23 is DMT, a hallucinogen, the god, god drug, the god compound. Why is it called that? DMT is a chemical that your brain naturally produces in the center of your mind and um, people who do DMT have intense hallucinogenic experiences, usually with some kind of a higher power or something that they relate to God. 22 is carisoprodol, which I'd never heard of before, soma. It's a tranquilizer. Number 21, methadone, yeah. an op- opioid. Number 20, lorazepam or Ativan, a sedative. Number 19 is morphine, the opioid. Number 18 is buprenorphine, an opioid that I had not heard of and obviously can't pronounce. Number 17 is heroin. Number 16 is zolpidem or Ambien, a sedative. Ambien. Yeah. yeah. Number 15 is Valium, a tranquilizer. 14 is clonazepam or clonopin, tranquilizer. Number 13, methylphenidate or Ritalin, a stimulant. Number 12, methamphetamine, stimulant. And number 11, tramadol, another opioid. Tramadol. My dog is taking tramadol right now. And uh, uh, Ritalin, I was prescribed to for most of my childhood. I don't know why I didn't think of that. You had a spaz disease. Uh, I did. Okay, so eight. I've heard of it probably, Yes, you've right? most definitely heard of it. It's a prescri- very common prescription drug. And I'll give you a clue. It's commonly prescribed to treat short-term anxiety. Oh, Lexapro? No. I mean, uh, there's a word for it. I- How... Alprazolam, Xanax. Yeah, yeah, Xanax. Alprazolam, Xanax is number eight on the list. 2.05% of adults have fucking partied down with Zanny the Nanny. You know, fucking, (laughs) not to get on a real sidekick, but the fact that Casey Anthony, the woman who killed her, who who got off on killing her child years ago, the, the fact that she said... The kid was babysat by Zanny the nanny on day one of the investigation. It's like, case closed. <laughs> I don't need to hear anything else. I didn't know. Like, it didn't click with me for a long time. And then I remember when I, because my wife and I followed it pretty closely. She especially followed it closely. I remember when I told her, like, Zanny, Xanax, Zanny the nanny. We were both like, oh. Yeah, it's like so obvious what happened yeah. when you hear that. So, Xanax is a short short-acting tranquilizer of the, I'm going to try to say this, triazolobenzodiazepine class. You know what? It's a benzo. Fuck that shit. Whoever named that shit. So, most commonly used is short-term management of anxiety disorders, specifically panic disorder or generalized anxiety disorder. I have been prescribed Xanax in the past for generalized anxiety disorder. Congrats. Well, I will get to that here in a moment. Alprazolam is usually taken by the mouth. 
I never butt chugged any of my Xanax. Its common side effects include sleepiness, depression, headaches, feeling tired. It's not the same thing as fucking sleepiness. Dry mouth and memory problems. You should have tried it in the butt. <laughs> in 2018, it was the 37th most commonly prescribed medication in the United States with more than 20 million prescriptions. Wow. Alcohol is one of the most common interactions with Xanax. Alcohol and alprazolam taken in combination have a synergistic effect on one another, which can cause severe, <laughs> severe sedation, behavioral changes, and intoxication. The more a- alcohol and alprazolam taken, the worse the interaction. Yeah, once we were going out for a friend's birthday, and I had been prescribed Xanax, and didn't like give any thought because I was a, you know, early to mid twenties moron about like, Oh yeah, it'd probably be bad to like have beers on top of this. We went out for my friend's birthday and I don't remember anything from it other than, but I was, I was told later that like I had words with some big biker guys. Oh my God. Yeah. It's a, a wake up call. Don't mix your pills and your booze unless you're at Burning Man. What did you say to the big biker guys? I don't remember. Something about being bitches or something. <laughs> they were playing uh, darts or something. I can't remember. I, they didn't beat your ass? No, they knew I was just drunk and stupid. I was forgiven. Well. That's a lot of my like interactions with people in my 20s. Is they knew I was drunk and stupid. What's your excuse now then, right now, today? Nobody Here. knows I'm drunk and stupid. Hmm. Alprazolam is one of the most commonly prescribed and misused benzos in the United States. A large-scale U.S. government study found that in the U.S., benzos are recreationally the most frequently used pharmaceuticals due to their widespread availability. They account for 35% of all drug-related visits to the emergency room or an urgent care facility. Wow. And the number of emergency department visits due to benzos, and I realize that these years are a bit in the past, but just speaking to like the increase, the market increase in the use of prescription drugs, the number of emergency visits due to benzos increased by 36% between 2004 and 2006. Wow. So that was 15 years ago. Because fucking party time. In fact... 2004 to 2006, I think somewhere in there is when, <laughs> is when I had my run-in with those, my blackout with those bikers. You kicked it off. It was all me. Those bikers saw you and they started talking later and they're like, you know, that guy was a jackass in the moment. This but guy's poor guy's got a problem. In, in hindsight, it looked kind of fun. Maybe we should start doing these drugs and telling everyone we know to do it too. And so, you started this percentage increase. Always been a trendsetter. Let's go through these top 10 most popular, <laughs> most commonly used yeah. recreational drugs in America. Number 10 was LSD. Number 9, MDMA. Number 8 was Xanax. Number 7 was Oxycontin. Number 6, cocaine. Number 5, Adderall. Number 4, Vicodin. Number 3, marijuana. Number 2, tobacco. And number 1, booze-a-hall. Alcohol. You know, number 2 was tobacco, and number 3 was wacky tobacco. Am I right? The devil's lettuce. Yeah. Well, now I know which drugs to try and in which order. So, thank you. You're welcome. And don't do drugs if you're listening. Well, just one time if you've never tried it before. But in a safe, controlled environment and not when you're driving or with children. Let your children drive. So, let's wrap up real quick with some podcast reviews. First, from Paul on Apple Podcasts. Paul says, discover the show via Twitter and love it. What a great idea. Well delivered and with a nice dash of humor added to genuinely interesting discussions. 
It's well worth your time. Thanks, Paul. I like right in the middle there. What a great idea. Twitter is not, must not be worthless. Yeah, it's good for something. It's also good for following me at the TheNickML. It brought Paul into our lives. What would we do without Paul? Paul, thank you. And next from DB Hodgetts on Apple Podcasts. Excellent show! For anyone interested in cool, obscure facts and a variety of subjects, really enjoy this pod. Do you think they regret that recommendation based on this episode today? Hell no. I think this is going to be a classic. So you would classify butt-chugging facts and figures as cool facts? Yep. It's going to be in the, our next merch is going to be some ancient Mayan guy with his knees behind his, about up to his ears <laughs> and a gourd sticking out of his ass. I wonder, you know, the body elves. Brandon <laughs> believed as a child that there were body elves inside his body controlling his bodily your, functions. Man, your body elves would be so fucked up if a gourd started coming in there at him. <laughs> you know, the body elf that gets the duties that are near like the rectum. <laughs> There's the little elves all trying to hold your asshole together. <laughs> hold! <laughs> hold the line! Steadfast, boys! The ones down there... Right, there's like a new adventure every day with the ass, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, the body elves have seen everything from the beginning of time. Getting smoke blown at them. Yeah. Gourds filled with alcohol and psychoactive substances. Yeah. You got to be on your toes. They've seen some shit. Literally, am I right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, to all the body elves out there and to you, the listeners, we want to thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week with the big episode 130. We're doing a Q&A episode next week. By the time you hear this, it's too late to submit your questions, but it's coming. We're going to answer listener questions next week on episode 130. And uh, is this, what is the date today? This is coming out on April 28th, 2021, which means you'd have like three days left to get a free month at patreon.com slash tennis pod. So shit or get off the pot now or never. It's time. Go to Patreon. Get that free month. Hell yeah. Do drugs. Hell yeah. Don't do drugs. Goodbye. Bye.